This week, Mike is teaching us about Web3 and gaming after going to a seminar about Web3 and gaming. This is the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. This is a song I wrote about the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, and with me is a man who knows all about spider webs. It's my co-host, Mike. Mike, how are you? I'm good. We are, uh, well, life was good when we recorded this. Oh. Who knows? Yeah. So, for those of you who may be wondering, and for those of you who are listening to this and attended the same seminar as Mike, which I'm assuming is 0% of those who are listening. Um, we are doing a bit of a pre-record because of a potential scheduling conflict, but if that scheduling conflict falls through, this could come out around the holidays of 2023, if that's what it takes. So it's going to be a shorter episode, but you went to a, a cool little, um, I guess, seminar, right, is the best way to describe it. and It was, uh, it was like a conference conference all right that's a a, probably a better word but yeah um you know we'll give you the opportunity to uh, yeah i'll let you take the take the reins run with this and i'll sit here and ask stupid questions yeah so context um i got free tickets for a conference that was a um a blockchain conference hosted by cornell university uh, in new york city which was a fun little trip for me and one of the sessions, it was actually the very last session of the day, was Web3 and gaming. Uh, and I tried to go in as objectively as possible. Uh, we've talked about specifically NFTs, but the idea of Web3 and gaming before. And uh, I think our consensus, no pun intended, is that it's a new label on microtransactions. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, it's a that's a pretty pretty good way of summing it up. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> that was that was how I was feeling going into this conference and so the speakers were two people from venture capital who work specifically in web3. One was uh, somebody who works for the gaming arm of a particular blockchain provider. And one is somebody who runs his company uh, is basically a, uh, an NFT marketplace for games. Um, that's my loose understanding of it. Um, I, I knew nothing of this company coming into the conference. Uh, it's called parcel. And uh, the way that it was being sold to me in the conference was uh, that it was aiming to be the next Steam, essentially, but okay. obviously built built around Web3. Uh, so when I got home from the conference and actually looked into the company, it seems like it's like a marketplace that is supposed to be a, a central place to buy like in-game NFTs, essentially. Uh, that was my interpretation. So, so like it would be the place 
that you would like buy and sell your NFTs for whatever game Square Enix is making where they're going to have NFTs in it? That's my understanding. Okay. All right. I'm just making sure I'm understanding what you're saying because... I, I, I think, I mean, the issue that is with Web3, and this isn't specific with gaming, is that like everybody has a platform. Mm-hmm. So this is supposed to be what they call in the industry kind of like chain agnostic. Um, so, I mean, you could even... Uh, purchase an nft essentially with like your credit card it's supposed to abstract away the blockchain side of things so you're not even supposed to really know that you're using it you don't have to like buy a token and then convert it convert it convert it to finally get what you want uh-huh. i think that's the idea and so their their talk was just kind of like an overall what is the landscape right now for web three and gaming? Um, and, you know, they acknowledge the fact that a year ago, two years ago, they gave the same talk essentially to a full room of three, four, 500 people. And I think this, this was just kind of like a sub session. Like it wasn't even on the main stage of the conference I was at. And there was maybe, oh, I would say probably between 50 and 75 of us in the room. Um, which there was 600 people at the conference in total. So not, not terrible for something that's not really on the main stage. And it was just kind of talking about like, how do you, how do you move forward? And based off of like what's happened in uh, web three and crypto in the past year, uh, the kind of the lack of or loss of faith in the idea and the, the, general consensus being that it's just another way to shill bullshit. Um, and I want to be like incredibly clear. I like the idea of blockchain. I think it has its uses. Mm-hmm. I, I think I, I really have to not be impressed to shoot down the potential of it. Sure. Um, and that's what it is, right? Like there is potential around these things. It's just to this point, execution has been poor right and to be honest with you i left the session i guess understanding the mindset better okay but still not understanding the need better (laughs) 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 it's it's unfortunate so this was like a, a panel discussion so they, uh, they didn't really offer time to answer questions at the end, mm-hmm. which is really unfortunate because I had a bunch of them. <laughs> I, I, I sent you, so there was a picture of me that was taken at the conference and it looks like I'm about to explode. It's so <laughs> funny. Uh, cause I, I, I was trying to stay open-minded to this conversation, but just everything was picking them apart. And they're talking about, okay, so why do we need to put this on the blockchain? Like we've been buying skins and map, well, I guess maps is a bad, bad idea, but it's, it's primarily like skins is, mm-hmm. is really the use case here. We've been buying them for a decade now online. There really hasn't been an issue. And the issue that they're trying to create is, well, you don't own it. Like when you, 
and this essentially this is i guess the what's supposed to be what nfts are supposed to solve are anything you buy online you don't really own and nfts are an exemption to that mm -hmm. and i don't want to get to my point too quickly but um they made, I'll start with the good points and where things were cleared up for me. So the point is you spend your money on the skin, for example, and you're supposed to own that. If you don't want it anymore, you can sell it. And I mean, one, that's not even really an option right now. And two, if it were, you'd probably have to pay some intermediary, a significant amount to to, to trade it and you'd have to be making uh, a pretty substantial amount on the transaction to make it worth it. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to ignore some technical things like the fact that these are generally built on Ethereum and you can't purchase anything on Ethereum without paying $20 in fees just to, just to do it. But so that that's, that's kind of like where this mindset got cleared up for me. It's the idea that you, you own it. And then the second thing was, okay, well now with putting NFTs in gaming that you can have creators who can make skins and sell them and profit from them uh, generally in perpetuity too, because you can always do like a, however, per, whatever percentage you want royalty back to the original creator for every time it's transacted on. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was something that was also kind of, cleared up for me in terms of gaming. I understood that with like NFT art, but I didn't really consider that for gaming. And that was really all that was cleared up for me. So this wasn't really a web three in gaming um, space. It was an NFT in gaming space, because I feel like there's probably a lot more you can do with blockchain in gaming other than like transactional things. Mm -hmm. um, I guess I don't necessarily know what that is. Um, you know, anything that's a ledger, you know, you could do um, leaderboards with it. And I'm sorry, there was really good, another really good example. And that was like tournaments. So you could do payouts through the tournaments on the blockchain. I do think that's a good application for it. Um, so you don't have to have like a central authority collecting money, taking fees and dispersing it, et cetera. You know, you can write a program that does all of that for you. But they just barely touched on that. And it was just all focused on the NFTs. And that's kind of where I get back to my argument point. And they're pitching... NFTs are the future in gaming because you own the property that you buy. And the question that I, or really the statement that I wanted to make at this session that I didn't get to was, that's great, but you're still at the mercy of the game server staying up. Yeah. Because once those game servers go down, you, great, now you own a string of 256 letters and numbers. Right. That you, that you paid God knows how much for. Right. So it's not really you gain the right to own this property. You gain the right to resell it. Right. Which I don't think is something that you necessarily need the blockchain for. 
Right. I mean, because like the way I think about it is like, so just to like put it in MLB the show terms, right? Like I play Diamond Dynasty. There's a marketplace for buying and selling players. Now, obviously these aren't like one of one, which I'm assuming is like the way of going. Like everything should be unique, right? Right? No duplicates? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Okay, I'm just making sure because like that's the other thing that I somewhat get hung up on, which is how the fuck do you make so many of a certain thing that aren't all identical or the same and apply value to that? So the best way that I think I've ever had to explain to me is that $100 bills mm-hmm. change how they look all the time. But a $100 bill is still worth $100. Sure. And NFTs are supposed to have different traits. Mm-hmm. So the value of yours will not necessarily be the same value as somebody else's because you will never get one that has the exact same traits but how do you make enough different unique traits you set up factors that you can change the characteristics of right this is the best best way that i can put it so it might be the same exact thing just different colors like you have a, a picture of a smiley face and the background might be yellow or it might be green. Okay, yeah. I don't know. Like, I just fail to see how and where you utilize that within a game and then are able to make it unique so many times over that it's not so scarce, but also you can't have it be it's completely about You know what I mean? Yeah, it's and this is where I get out of my level of expertise on this because I don't give a shit about status. And that's what NFTs are used for. And it's funny because, right. you know, you feel like you go to a blockchain conference and you say that's all these are status pieces and somebody's kind of like kind of chew you out for it. And somebody at the conference said that. I mean, it's, you know, it's we're kind of moving into a world of people being more remote. So you can't necessarily go out and like buy a new pair of air force ones and have everyone see your stat. I don't know if that's an expensive parachute or whatever, but um, so now it has to all be displayed digitally. Right. Now that makes sense. I get it. And then there's, there's generally, it's my understanding. There's generally like groups of traits for a specific like collection of NFTs that are more valuable. Like, uh, I don't know, for example, like Bored Ape, like, and I don't know if this is true or not. I'm just making an example. Uh, ones with beanies that have uh, yellow backgrounds are maybe more desirable for whatever reason. Right. Like they might be more valuable and they wouldn't be worth the same as like one with a beanie and a green background. Right. I get it. I don't. I lied. I'm sorry. I don't get it in like an from an art standpoint to begin with. I just I just yeah, I really struggle to see where the utilization would come into play with games. Um 
like to the point where you can make it a, a status thing, but also because again, I just keep going back to like skins and stuff like that, right? And there's like common and like rare and epic and legendary and whatever. Mm-hmm. And that already makes sense to me. But now you're saying that it can that each one has to be each common or whatever has to be a one of one. Which means there needs to be how many different commons out there. Right. And that's where I just start to lose the line. It just becomes too big and like impossible to me. Well, we live in the wonderful world what words? Wonderful <laughs> world of AI generated art. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank God for that. You know what? That's what we could have talked about. Uh, we could have talked about AI and video games. Yeah. Put, put that on the list for maybe for next week, which is last week, which is actually potentially weeks upon weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's you're essentially just you're you're building a template. And this is my understanding. Again, never made an NFT, but you know, for these for these massive massive like collectors. NFTs, like maybe not the ones that are the the highest value, but the mm-hmm. ones that most people are going to get their hands on. Like you set a template, and you know you you run it through software that randomly generates different characteristics, knowing that it can only be one of one. Yeah, but then. <laughs> But then, like, what I'm thinking about is how, like, a picture will change where it's, like, all the pictures are the exact same, but, like, one has one less tree. And so it's technically different. Yeah. I mean, it could be to that (laughs) level of granularity. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I guess, yeah. I guess it makes sense. But also, again, it doesn't. I'm still at a loss. Um, Yeah, I... I... (sighs) I think you kind of have to be into that, the the status part of it. Right. Um, and I, I will say the one, the one statement that kind of showed maturity in the space to me was that, you know, if this is the way that gaming is going to go on the high end, these things shouldn't cost more than, you know, $60 to mint. And then obviously, like if somebody owns it, they could charge whatever they want for it. I doubt that a successful system could put barriers on that. But I don't know they, how you make it. So if it's sixty dollars to mint, how much is it going to be to purchase? Sixty dollars. Right. So how? <laughs> like how? So you how? basically let's let's say that you're a creator and I'm somebody who's buying it. You made um, 5,000 gun skins that are going to drop at this defined date and time, say Friday, whatever. I go on on Friday and I say, I want to buy one of these. It's $50. And you sell them for $50 until it's sold out. Mm -hmm. And then from there, the people who own those could sell them for whatever they want. Right. Because then there's like scarcity in the market, so on right. and so forth. I'm what I don't understand is how that's the low point threshold is sixty dollars. What do you mean? Like I I can't I like 
if if I'm if I'm somebody who's like looking to buy a skin, maybe start at like sixty cents. No, I'm saying <laughs> I'm saying that sixty. They were saying sixty is the ceiling. I'm sorry if I said that wrong. Oh, okay, okay. They were saying like it can't at, it can't possibly time, go higher than that. I got you. Right. If you want people to like actually get involved in this, you, you can't sell a digital skin for ten thousand dollars. Yeah. You know, it's and I understand like Gucci could come out and say, well, we're going to and somebody's going to buy it. Yes, I, right. I, I get that. But and that goes back to the your whole point of like status and stuff. But I think to try and get the average person to buy in on this and like wrap their heads around it and be good with it is like, I mean, you know, people probably already have a hard enough time buying, you know, the Fortnite battle pass and like and, and saying like why that like makes sense. So how can you convince somebody because again, you want you you're gonna want to try and make this appeal to the masses. If anything, like this doesn't feel like this doesn't feel like the pump and dump of like you know other cryptos where it's like let's just get a couple of whales and then we pull out the rug. That doesn't really feel like what you would want to try and do in this space because I think you're gonna have a harder time finding those people. But maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, it's. And then that is, you know, an, an issue too, in that, um, you know, how do you, it's, it's really funny. This was something that I kind of argued with at this conference and that like, you know, the, one of the issues with NFTs is that you get these whales that are coming in, buying most of the collection and then selling them for ridiculous prices. Mm -hmm. So how do you solve that? And it's so funny because it always comes back to identity, which is supposed to be the complete opposite, like mindset of of web3 and crypto um which i just i thought that was funny but that's you know that's kind of what you have to get at is the fairness and that like you do like a uh, let's say you can buy them through like your epic account or something like that and that ties to your license of the game and you can only buy one skin from or you can only mint one skin and then you know from there if you want to pay whatever you want in the marketplace to individual sellers you can Mm -hmm. but that's kind of what they're trying to figure out there in the industry. Um, yeah, I, it's just, it's just really the, the point of blockchain, like it's not going to be successful if you're just trying to, replace mechanisms that already exist mm -hmm. like there's got to be innovation and to me it sounds like they want the innovation to be okay you now for let's say the lifetime of this game again a gamble in itself you own this skin you're free to do whatever you want with it you can sell it you can wager it that was um kind of an interesting thing that I guess web three game developers are doing like, uh, anything like wager matches in black ops. Oh. They're essentially, um, I think there's a, a weird line. You kind of get into like the GTA gambling mm -hmm. conversation that we had a couple of years ago, but like, you know, you could put one of your skins on the line if you were to one-on-one -on -one somebody. Um, and there's, you know, no way to refute who won or lost. It's 
on a public ledger and you can't undo it and there's no kind of solves cheating in that case. But I, I understand baby steps, but this just at this point to me feels like putting something on blockchain for the sake of putting something on blockchain. Um, it's just, it's just hard. The, the, the wall, the wall for me here is, Games aren't forever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Fortnite, okay. You could have made a really good case for Fortnite if somebody would have gotten in on having, like, NFT-based skins from the beginning. Right. I think that would have changed the landscape for blockchain and gaming, Web3 and gaming forever. But nobody got in on it. I think Epic has a system that works. And I'd be surprised if they invested in it. That's pretty much what I've got on this. Um, I was really, I was really hoping to go in and say, okay, I'm going to learn something and maybe understand the need for this a little better. And while I think some of that is true, I definitely understand it better. I still argue the use case, right? And it's unfortunate because I love technology, I love new technology, but it it's got to make something arguably better, and I don't know that this does, right? I mean, it's definitely interesting. Um, definitely happy you were able to to go to this and like kind of report back on it. Um, kind of a shame, though, like you said, like you start to understand why, but you don't understand the need. Like it was really funny when you said it because like, you know, it, it's like kind of like sad. That's like I, I went to this thing and like didn't get to walk away with like everything that I wanted to. Um but I still think it's good that you understand, okay, like you can see the through line. You're like, okay, I see what you're going for. Don't think it's there yet. And that's innately like, you know, that's bad, right? Like, cause you don't want to see it happen with like everything else where it's like, let's just rush and figure out, like, you don't want to see it. That's like, we're just doing it because we're supposed to, and like, it will make money or whatever. Like, let's actually have a good use case for it. Um, but nonetheless, It'll be interesting to see, because I don't really think this is obviously going to go away. So it'll be interesting to see what it ends up cracking up to be, you know, when it comes to like video games and when we start to see NFTs and and this kind of stuff like start to take a hold on it. Yeah, I there there will be some killer idea at some point. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, we've got to sift through a lot of shit first and i mean we saw that with the internet too i mean from the late 80s well, into the 90s well no but like <laughs> look back historically um there was a lot of shit then too and way less users uh, right I, it, but you the trims the the trends are similar if you if you kind of compare web 3 to you know the inception of the web outside of darpa but a lot of that is just also linear growth. So I feel like the sample size is a little small to, to make that comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are also people much smarter than I working on this stuff. Uh, but I will say as far as like democratizing tournaments, 
I thought that was a really interesting idea. So I won't say that I like didn't take anything away from this session. Yeah. I think it's, it actually kind of built my interest more, to be honest with you. Like, yes, there's part of me that's like, okay, this is still kind of bullshit. Like, let's just call it what it is. Um, and it's a new way to make money and, you know, whatever. I get that. I get the business side of it. Um, but the, I think the I think the tournament stuff is interesting. I mean, you can have really valid um, tournaments, and it's uh, you know the, the payments can be pooled, the results mm-hmm. can be pooled. You don't need an authority kind of overlooking this stuff, so it can be a lot more abundant. Um, and you know, we're kind of getting into the realm of Web three companies abstracting the the blockchain away i mean mm-hmm. that's what it's going to be i mean you're not going to have to buy bitcoin or eth or whatever to participate in this space because if that's the case and it's never going to work because it's way too complicated for most people who just want to buy a skin right uh you just have to buy it with fiat and and move on um which I think that the space has recognized and that's the way they're going. And I think that's a very mature decision. So, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't say I didn't take anything away from this. Um, but we'll, we'll see where people take it. I hope it's outside of NFT skins. Yes. Yes. Um, all right. Well, very cool. Uh, do you have any other conferences on your on your horizon that you can do and report back and we can have a fun little episode about? I'm trying to go to more and more. So uh, I don't have any that I'm reasonably going to make right now <laughs> that are relating to gaming. I did get invited to a Google one in Florida in Ooh. May. Uh, but I don't think I'm going to be able to make that work. Well, nonetheless, this was cool. Um, I, I always look forward to like being able to kind of like dive, do like a deep dive into something and like learn a bit more about something. Um, especially a, a thing that we've talked about a good bit, a fair amount on on the podcast. That like it's nice to get a little more context around like where the ideas currently sit, because uh, up until that point, we we can only assume so much. So. This was fun. Yeah, and generally bad. It'll be, it's interesting to see that, like, you know, of course it was a blockchain specific conference and that will always be a thing, but sure. I'm glad people are still talking about it despite the fact that, you know, it's, there's a very negative sentiment over the space right now. Right. Yeah. Thanks for letting me, uh, do some teaching and talk about it. Yeah, of it course. Fun. Of course. Anytime. Anytime. Uh, that being said, uh, Mike will be replaced on next week's episode of the podcast with a board ape. Do I need to say, like, not financial advice? <laughs> yes. Yeah, you have to.
Honestly, knows, we should we should get into the habit of just saying that at the top of each episode, regardless. <laughs> regardless, <laughs> just to make sure our asses are protected. You guys yeah. didn't even say anything remotely close to financial advice. We're just being sure. Yeah, you never know. It's why I wear a condom for every episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that does it. Let us know your thoughts. Um, do you see potential here, or you? Are you are you stuck in the the mindset of any any sort of encroachment into gaming is going to be negative? Uh, be sure to let us know. As always, you can follow us over on Twitter at GGBG Podcast. We have a YouTube channel. Feel free to leave us a review or rating wherever you choose to listen to this podcast. Um, and. Let's see. Who should they share it with this week? SBF. Share it with your favorite sunscreen. Got it. Did you say SPF? Yeah. Cool. Uh, And we'll talk to you next week.